Super Showdown Podcast in the Shadows Split Doing the damn thing WWE I actually missed uh, What I want to say Probably the first Two hours or so Of the show So I didn't get the CDOC Take a well Defeat the Viking Raiders In a What was I'm pretty sure A very heavy hitting match I didn't get to see Umberto And uh, Angel Garza Go at it where Umberto lost again. I mean, is this a way to try to build sympathy? We want to see if the WWE Universe is taking to him. They did have a good match on Raw. And, um, I mean, the Saudi crowd, which is, you know, the good, I don't even want to say bad thing, but it's always the interesting thing about, you know, listening to a different crowd, you know, on another part, on another side of the world in general. It's like, that you can see how they feel about certain superstars and how certain superstars are portrayed to them. You know, just in, it's it's good stuff. But um, yeah, I didn't get to catch those two. But shouts to the winners on that. Uh, apparently, I didn't get to see uh, Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Uh, what defeat the New Day? Oh, how about it? Uh, for the new for the tag team championships, which was I'm pretty sure a good match, and I mean this is gonna make things a little more interesting in the tag division in general. So um, uh, it's, it's good to know that things are moving forward with everyone in that. The Tawake Trophy Gauntlet match I did not get to see, but uh, I actually had AJ pegged as a winner, barring some sort of wild shenanigans. Shenanigans did take place. The OC jumped Rey Mysterio, who was replacing Ruru. I don't know what's going on with Rusev, but I think it's out of my hands and outside of my opinion. So, um, shouts to uh, Rey for filling in, but then shouts to the E for actually, you know, making this a little more intriguing by uh, having a uh, what can we say? Uh, you know, just these different elements of the show. You know, OC beating up Ray, just so AJ could pick up the win, says the story. But then here comes the dead man. Excuse me. Here comes Undertaker coming to protect Ray, I guess. But it isn't really to protect Ray. I think it's to, you know, go at AJ. Apparently, it was a very fast. A quick hit on AJ And I guess maybe because of the fatigue From the match He was able to pick up that quick victory We all hear about the You know, potential match between the two But do you see how everything has changed If you're following the dirt sheets Everything on the Smackdown side has changed You never know what's going to happen This is why I rarely follow rumors Especially during WrestleMania season It's fun to follow At times, but to say this is the definite show, I'm never one to try to, you know, just call that as is. But um, it was, it's definitely a good look to know that AJ and Taker could be uh, going at it one-on-one at WrestleMania. That that really is, a, I think it's a good look for both of them, you know, like, uh, it's just a good look. I don't want to see, I don't want to say who I want to go over or not. You know, like, I don't know if uh, Taker's record could stand another loss at this point. That's just if we're really trying to analyze. And, I mean, AJ lost his first mania. I think he won a couple of other matches. Maybe four years, three, four years. I don't know. But he's been represented well. Or he represented himself well at the mania. So, good stuff to those two, you know, well, to the E, uh, making space to make that match happen. I think that's really cool. Um, So, now... Mm. I think we have 
all of the stuff we didn't see out of the way. Oh no, I didn't see Mansoor. That was actually where I came in at, and I didn't get to see uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions take on uh, the Street Profits. And I'm pretty sure that was an awesome match. The crowd sounded like they wanted to get into some stuff, and from what I've been hearing with recaps and such like that, the crowd eventually did really enjoy this match. And the Street Profits appear to be over with that crowd also. So that sounds pretty cool. It's a good look. Now. Uh, Ricochet taking on Brock Lesnar. I was saying to myself, yo, if Ricochet actually stands a chance in this, and I know I've been calling it for that past couple of weeks, he don't look like he's gonna win that. But if they are, if they decide to make a story out of it, you know, then it's definitely gonna be a good thing. Nope. Oh man, that shit was so funny. Complete squash match. Not even gonna get into all of it. It was very clear that Brock Lesnar was gonna win anyway, so I guess they were just trying to save time. Take nothing away from Rico. I mean, if this is, you know, quoted burial or whatever, I don't know, but we'll see. I think Ricochet should still continue to look strong because he has a great offense. And maybe if he works on that promo a little bit more, like he definitely had a little more aggression uh, last week on Raw. So that was good stuff. And he did look very strong, you know, with all that was going on. So, um, you know, with just his match in general. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, what's this? Uh, we had Toya. Oh yeah, Brock Lesnar picked up the victory against uh, Ricochet in a very, very quick fashion. Thought that was pretty funny. Not anything, not a, not a knock on Rico or anything like that, but still. Next up, we had Roman Reigns taking on Baron Corbin in that steel cage to finally close it off. I thought that was cool just to, you know, give us the Saudi people to show, you know, give them that match that I guess they've been following from week to week. So it's like, yeah, now y'all get to see it live yourselves. And a cool cage match, all of the standard stuff that you would expect to see from the two and, then, you know, engaging in that. And that was how it went. Uh, no spear. I thought that was a cool little element. Roman Reigns hit the Superman punch with the chain in his hand. Uh, it was small things that Corbin was doing, you know. He, he, when uh, Roman was getting into the cage, he had held the cage closed like, oh, Corbin is saying, well, King Corbin is saying, look, you about to get in here with a whole beast, bro. Like, that was that was just good for psychology on the match. You know, built a little bit of the, the tension and the aggression toward the match and stuff like that. Like, I, th I thought that was pretty all right. Um, that was one of the highlights of the match to me, other than, you know, these guys going in there and, you know, busting their asses. <laughs> so that was that was good stuff. Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey took on Glow Time, and Naomi went in there and she looked good, you know. I thought it was, uh, this was actually one of my favorite uh, uh, moments during the show. Uh, you know, the it's great for women now. You know, it's a great look to have Naomi go out there. It's a great look to have Bailey go out there and actually have like a competitive match. You know, Natty and uh, Lacey were out there, I guess, really to just, you know, celebrate the fact that women can have a match. And now Naomi and uh, Bailey went out there and they really, you know, started making storyline happen with just the, you know, things that took place in their match. So titles on the line, or excuse me, championships on the line. Very, very cool. Has a level of uh, anticipation to who's going to win, you know, like we're not too far out from Elimination Chamber. We're very close to WrestleMania. So, you know, does Trin get to come out with all of the sparklies? Is she going to win at Elimination Chamber or not? Nah? Like, is she going to do the glow thing at Mania? Is she going to have the blinged out title at Mania? Is she going to win and then pull out the blinged out title? You know, WWE school is switching things around. Like, you know, like we got this title here because it's sort of whatever. Um, I like... Uh, I liked 
the the in the element you know they have to wear their body suits to you know respect the culture and such like that and they also wear their t-shirts to not show off too many assets good stuff i thought that was uh that was just fine um we had like barely working over the leg the entire time and using the injured leg or the hurt leg whatever we want to call it but using the leg to get tied up in the big t-shirt which is like oh wow you know like great way to you know create a win you know because Bailey has those types of tactics it isn't necessarily cheating but then it's like you know Saudi people know that they have to wear bodysuits they've already gone through enough politics to make this type of match happen in the first place so why not use all of the things that we have you know like it's resourceful I think that was the word used uh yesterday with how Bailey you know decided to you know pick up that victory or the technique she utilized so that was awesome I thought that was great Trin didn't look bad at all you know what I mean she came out she had a great entrance, like always. Nothing that was unexpected. Uh, it was fun stuff. Bailey went out there, kicked ass. You know what I mean? We hit the role model driver for the clothes. It was just a fun. It was a fun segment, fun matchup in general. And Bailey is still the SmackDown Women's Champion. We're gonna see. How, uh, we, we need a Bailey bracing. We need a Bailey bracing. That's all I'm gonna say after that. And we moving on into the main event, which was oh, oh, it was uh, the Fiend. Bray Wyatt taking on Goldberg for the Universal Championship. I have no comment. I, uh, I, I, but yet, I do have a comment. If Fiend would have beat Goldberg, then Fiend would have, have been, cat, you know, catapulted. Hmm. Maybe. Sorry, drinking. Uh, but look, anyway, maybe if one day you become a legend, you would want the same respect <laughs> that legends get now. And I think that was what happened. Not to say Fiend can't become legendary, but it is still a little early. You know, like he's already he's still larger than life. It's very clear the way he has the character and all that people like the just because just the way everyone's reacting to this. Fiend's clearly not dead. The Ray Wyatt character, the Fiend character, all that. He's clearly still alive. Like, he, oh, he's losing the steam and all of the, the what is it? What were they trying to do? The, the aura, the mystique. Nah, man. You, you went up against Goldberg. And, I mean, that's pretty much the storyline there. You know, he went up against Goldberg. He definitely got a lot of power. got a lot of skill. A lot of no-sell. A lot of potato. You know, but at the same time, he's going in there against a legend in Goldberg. Now he beat Goldberg, and then what? If someone else beat him, it's going to look unbelievable, right? So how can we make this championship important still and, you know, keep to the, the legendary respect status and such like that? Well, just have Goldberg go over on him. Hey, why not? You know, like that, that's just the way I saw it. Old Reigns versus Goldberg. Hey. They switched up the plans. Everyone was complaining about SmackDown two weeks ago. Goldberg got on screen, saw a spike in viewership. I mean, at the end of the day, this is about business. I don't not really want to talk like I know all that much, but I will say, you know, WWE moves with what's best for business. Goldberg versus Reigns, for me personally, I think is a little bit more of a draw than The Fiend versus Reigns. Now, I'm not gonna, you know, say that Fiend can't be a main event, 
or you know championship hold like we're gonna see what position he's in at wrestlemania and i hope he has a good position at mania just for the dope entrance and stuff like that like it's it's clearly not over we're still gonna love the fiend oh he lost to goldberg like every, it seems like every saudi show everyone just wants to have a bad opinion on you know what takes place like i was so mad at what was that hell in the cell i'm bugging either way it's just, you know, like, oh, no, The Fiend won. Y'all waited for The Fiend when he beat Rollins. Everybody was happy. Now The Fiend lost. So are y'all mad that The Fiend lost or are y'all mad that Goldberg won? You know, a little bit of both. That's how I'm thinking. Like, but I wouldn't, like, okay, so now how does the championship come off of Goldberg? Oh, it goes to Roman. Okay, so too creative. Uh, hi. Tell Sasha I said what's up. And um, Roman needs to dominate Goldberg levels but WWE style we can't be having long matches with Roman at this point y'all gotta let Roman do his thing y'all gotta let Roman do his thing or the crowd is totally like oh what they call them the boo birds and all the rest of that shit this is they now they're waiting for it because they they or you already know these guys are gonna read the fans they're gonna read all of it you know like okay now Goldberg is gonna be the one to lose the reins and it's put reigns at the top level it's been decided that reigns was the top guy from years ago they find they they finally kind of pulling the trigger on the idea, but we don't know. It could be Daniel Bryan taking on Goldberg. I mean, Reigns is totally the sell. I think he's the draw, personally. But I mean, you never know what could happen. Mania season constantly change. Well, matches constantly change in Mania season. So I mean, it is an exciting time to think about. You know who could be going one on one. Whether it be Fiend getting the championship back at Elimination Chamber. Like we don't know. We don't know. At the end of the day, Goldberg versus Reigns is going to be a, I want to say, a short match. But drop all of that. All of that is put to, put to the side. I would like to see Roman being dominant moving forward, going into Mania to make this look as convincing as possible. Like, you can't just have Roman going in there and having normal matches, especially if he's going to be the one that's slotted to beat Goldberg at Mania. If he beats Goldberg at Mania because everybody also thought that uh, Roman Reigns was going to beat Brock Lesnar at one Mania or two. I can't really remember all that much now, but y'all know how the history works. So it's going to be very interesting to see exactly how this all plays out. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, how they book Roman at this point. I like, I, again, I'm not going to, I'm going to campaign for it until whenever. We got a couple of weeks out till Mania. I would like to see Roman put in that position to dominate, but not have these long stories. He needs to be on Goldberg levels. I mean, yes, WWE style, but if we are to make this believable and keep like, we need to try to call the booze. So what can we do to call the booze? Make people believe in Roman. It don't even need to be no reason, just need to be a switch. That's the way I view it. Either way, I can sit here and talk about that shit all day. Pardon me, folks. 15 minutes, not bad. That was uh, Super Showdown. Everybody looked good. Went out there, did what they had to do. I hope everyone's got home safe or still flying safe or however it works. It was a good show. Pardon me for missing out the first two hours, but... You know, at the end of the day, I mean, people said it was boring. I came in at a great time because I was entertained with that. Uh, yep. Uh, be responsible with your power, folks. Shout out to everybody bringing you the podcast each and every week. I will catch you guys for Smack, well, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. 
the recap and review tomorrow or something like that. Peace.